That was fucking awesome. You sounded like a gronking bird right there. (laughs) Good. That was incredible. Welcome to Witty Banter, episode number 85. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams, with Maximum Scott. I think that because he gave you like the compliment at the beginning, he's got yeah, to like, make sure to even it out by giving me the you're first the introduction. Maximum. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I love how every intro now turns into like, how is daddy doling out the subverted <laughs> compliments or, or slides? Exactly. You know? as, long yeah. as, as long as you take away that you're daddy of, of the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're really trying to instill in the show is that you are daddy banter. <laughs> daddy banter. I'm going to get that tattooed on my ass. Yeah. <laughs> And we're with the Hunter Dorset. Hello. Sting, sting. Oh, that was man. like my bow and arrow noise. I don't know if that's... Yeah, it's like right as I sting, snipe you. you is know, that, the, like, oh, is that the weapon you'd want to hunt with if you were a hunter? If I, You mean like if I was going to go hunting? If you're a professional hunter in any era, what era do you want to be? And Because like, like what weapon do you want to use? Like you're catching me right off of the Witcher on a binge. There you go. Where I'm literally hunting beasts. <laughs> and we have a crossbow, but that'd probably be the last thing that I'd use. Really? Against those you, beasts? It's so slow, dude. You use bombs. bombs. You use magic. You use oils that you wipe your blade down <laughs> with. It's fucking But not the blade? <laughs> Get probably the oil. Blade, man. It's just a big old sword. <laughs> Give it to me. Oh. All right. We got to review a beer. I don't have a beer again this time because we have not been in the same place in quite a while. Yeah. Plus, he's going to the 12-step program, so we're all trying to really support him <laughs> <Yeah>. on this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're bringing a beer to the table that is by Buffalo Bayou Brewing. And I'm pretty... It's it's a Houston, Texas brewery. Houston so, yeah. brewery. A little shout-out, Ski. Um, this is called the 1836 Ale, and it's a copper ale. And um, it's 5.7 alcohol by volume. It says on the front a crisp and multi or crisp and multi with a touch of hops. It also has a little blurb. We'll, we'll see. It's gonna test you guys. I'm gonna see if you guys know your history. I know Chase will probably know this. We'll see what you got what on are you this. Trying to say to me right now. I just know Don't Chase likes history, for man. Like that. <laughs> you know, I don't know. If you have to ask what 1836 stands for, please put down this beer and leave our country. Oh man. See. What do you th- what do you think about beer cans being all like sarcastic and like we don't even want you to drink us? I feel like a lot of beer cans do that now. I mean, it's, it's yeah. not saying that it doesn't want you to drink. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, it's just, literally it's emphasizing the importance of 1836, yeah, yeah, which we need to know what 1836 was. Do you know Wait. what this is, Max? Oh man, I'm trying to think about it. Think here. about where it's brewed from. Buffalo or Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. So the Alamo. No. <laughs> <Damn it>. no. <laughs> Close, kind of. 1836. Chase, do you know this? I do not. Yeah. Oh, no way. Okay. I mean, I'm sure Sam Houston did some, like founded the city or something. That's when Texas became its own republic. That was the real. Okay. Oh, there we go. And it only cool. lasted for nine years until we entered into the Union. So, what yeah. was it, 1836? Yes, sir. 1836. All right, I got to remember that shit. That's when Texas became its own nation. Yeah. 1836. When Texas was born. I believe it's like March. Is it 2nd? That we have Texas Independence Day? Well, now you're just showing off. 
Hey man, <laughs> yeah. I'm a Texan put, through and through. I know your notebook you're a small away, mammal, your large hat, mammal, dude. your state nut, your state flower, your state bird. Your state, I know it all, man. State flower is blue bonnet. <laughs> anyway, we got the beer. We're pouring it up. Um, I don't know. Do you know if we've had a Buffalo Bayou Brewing one? It's, it sounds familiar for sure. I don't think we've had one on the show, but I see them often when I'm in beer stores. And in fact, mm-hmm. today I saw that they had, there was like a bomber of a smoked beer, like a smoked stout. And I was like, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Well, they're the people who did more cowbell, so everybody loves this beer. <laughs> this beer company after that. It looks really good when you pour it. It looks like a very, like, cartoon dude. beer. Yeah, like, yeah this is what, that's this what Bender, awesome. Bender drinks on Futurama. Well, you guys, you know, like, dude, clank for- glasses right now. Cheers yeah. it. You hear oh, that? Yeah. In the I, it'll hear that <laughs> for sure. Add <laughs> <laughs> um, sound effects to it. Good clunk. Good dunk. Yeah, good dunk. Anyway, so we got like a nice big bubbly foamy head, um, and then right sitting below that is just it's clear, see-through copper, uh, a very light copper, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's not any sediment or anything floating around in there. Max, you looked like you took a sip. I did. It's did super good. There's like a, the maltiness is very in your face, very straightforward. Um, again, but it's still a very like light feeling beer, very crisp or crispy beer in a way. Uh, the hops come at the very end. Like I feel like as I was explaining that to you, I was gonna say there was no hops, but then at the end of the sentence, the hops came through. Yeah. Yeah. For me, this one's like refreshingly simple. It is super simple, which I like because we tend to overcomplicate things on the show sometimes (laughs) with kombucha beers, (laughs) uh, fucking root beer beers. After listening back to the show, I salsa beer, dude, (laughs) salsa beer, salsa beers. Yeah, my God. After listening back to last week, I realized how much I hate saying the word kombucha. Why? Yeah, dude, I don't. I didn't say anything, but as I was listening to it, I was like, another thing we should have pointed out is how awful that word sounds. <laughs> Why? Kombucha? It's just like... There's, some, there's something so raw and organic about the word kombucha. It just, no. Kombucha. <laughs> I don't disagree. You sound like you're doing a chant underneath a yeah. volcano, dude. No, it kombucha. sounds like that's what you say during a rain kombucha. dance or something. And what's not raw and organic about that? It's the most raw, organic form of... Weather I'm not arguing, dance. I just hate saying it at the end of the like, day. I look, I don't hate kombucha. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's only 5.7 alcohol by volume. And it, it, it drinks that way. It, it goes down fairly smoothly. Um, but yeah, it's simple, it's crisp. And, you know, you get a little bit of that, uh, like, maltiness, but it's not overbearing in any way, and it doesn't, like, it doesn't hit you over the head with it. So I'm digging it. I think it's one that'll... It'll be interesting to see at the end of it. It's a nice, chill, relaxed beer, I can tell. Mm-hmm. Despite how in my face it was on the can earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Drink this beer! Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it comes off as a dick at first, but then, you know, you get to know him. It's like a lovable Well, beer. he's nice uh, to me. Yeah, he's a nice <laughs> guy. Nice to me. <laughs> nice to me. <laughs> Fuck you. That means he sucks. Yeah, I hate that answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are we doing right now? What what time is it? All right. What is this? Are we on the podcast right now? It's close. Cool. This is Witty Banter. Oh, Max, you sounded like you... <laughs> what? 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 You just backed yeah. out like halfway yeah. into your beat. Here's the thing. First Yo, off, sometimes you, you gotta the first like, no one on. to stop him, man. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky though. Sometimes I kind of like leave awkward... like. 
gaps in my beeps to see if one yeah. of you guys tries to sneak in it's and make just it throw it off. Yeah, just you know, keep you guys on your toes. Explore the terrain. But Max, right there, you sounded like you had a whammy bar on your beeps, but then you broke the string. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. That's like the end of the rock concert, dude. <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs> oh, the solo's man. over. Forty-five minutes later, uh, the the first news story is Dave Chappelle's getting Netflix specials. Oh shit! Cool. He's been. You uh, not, yeah, have you guys heard this, Hunter? No. Have you not? I've only seen that he is like back in the crowd's eye. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, not yeah. How, how I meant to say that, but like pe- he's he was on Saturday Night Live recently. And he, yeah, did yeah, you guys watch that? Uh, I only watched like a few of the skits in his opening act and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah you yeah. watched the opening act. Mm-hmm. And I did. I thought that was really funny. I thought he was yeah. pretty strong. Yeah, right. he was awesome. Yeah. Was yeah, and he also got in the public eye because like he had a he had a a stand up recently where like he slayed the political contestants, but I guess more so Hillary. And so everyone was like, Dave Chappelle's pro Trump. <laughs> it's like, dude, no, he's not. You guys are no. assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is cool. This is exciting. Obviously, I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting paid $60 million for it. Well, that's Seems, a um, <laughs> help. That's a good, that's a good motivation. You know? yeah. I'm on the fence about it. $60 million later, I'm definitely doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, there's definitely a demand for the guy. I mean, well, I mean, I'm fucking stoked. Because yeah. Dave Chappelle's stand-up, the, what is it? What's it? It's not for what it's worth, right? No, it's for what it's worth. For what it's worth and killing that's himself. That's the first one. They're both really good, yep. yeah. That one slays me. That's my yeah. favorite stand-up act of all yeah, time. Yeah, me too. For what it's worth is my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was Dude, like... like <laughs> the places he takes you in a single like train, it's all one story. You go from like <laughs> people getting AIDS from monkeys to people not having... Like, you don't have sex with monkeys and people at the same time. <laughs> yeah, right. All the way into like his experience at the Indian camp and shit. It's hilarious. Dude, when we first both listened to that, because I think we both listened to it separately, but like we didn't tell each other. And then we both just started dropping like subtle hints over <laughs> Gears of War. And I remember being like, dude, yeah, it was over did Gears. you watch that? And you were like, yeah. I was like, wasn't it hilarious? And we just, yeah, bonded over it. Wasn't so. it hilarious? But I'm glad you brought that up because I'm an avid Dave Chappelle stand-up lover. And I like the show as much as the next guy, but like his stand-up is what like won me. So, you know, like so I'm not we, like, so I don't know what the context of the show is going to be. I never thought that the show was like. Wait, I don't. I don't think it's a show. It's hilarious. three Netflix specials. I think he's just doing three stand-ups. Is it three stand-ups? Or is that it, would that's be what I, show. That's what I assumed it to be. I don't know. That's exactly what I want. And rakes so. in sixty million. Yeah, that's for three awesome. stand-ups is <laughs> insane. Yeah, so cool. I already closed the news article, but there was also something in there about you, like them also making like behind-the-scenes stuff that's going to yeah. come out afterwards, and like releasing videos of him doing smaller clubs that he's like kind of kept in a fucking. Dave Chappelle vault or something. Cool. It'll, it'll be awesome. interesting to see how how he's changed since he was last sort of at his height when we were watching him last. That's you know? dude, but that's what I love so much about Saturday Night Live. His monologue was like he was doing new material, but it was Dave Chappelle. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> it still felt like him, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I can't believe he's actually back up here and making me laugh, and it's not like oh. I'm sad that this fledgling comedian's like trying to give it one last shot, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, For he's sure. like super ripped, so that's really weird. Oh, he's starting to get jacked again. Yeah, is he? Ever? Yeah, he's like super jacked now. If you like, it's going Fifty Cent style. Yeah, he is. <laughs> In the other direction. <laughs> yeah, I feel like once you get money, you have like time to not be somewhere else all the time. Like, I might as well just might as well get just huge and beautiful. Work out. It's like being in prison. Like, what am I gonna do? I guess I'll just do push-ups. I mean, <laughs> I know what I'd be doing. I'd be cowering in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
this next one comes from the dailymail.com and it says time to check your old pokemon collection ultra rare pikachu card sells for a record $55,000 at action or auction <laughs> cool pikachu what's ultra rare pikachu card i'm looking at it now and I'm going to tell you right now, it looks like an old Pokemon card. It's not anything spectacular in my eyes. Yeah, but not, not helping me. It's a Pokemon card. I think that's foil. It's got Pikachu. He's got, like, brushes in his hands, and he's just doing something goofy. So it's like and a special. it's all in Japanese. Yeah, so like a luxury special Pokemon card. So yeah, this, they, they probably printed, like, one in the world or some shit. Yeah. yeah. That, that seems like that's – because I've never even heard of that card before, so. Did y'all – I mean, I would – I would venture to say that y'all probably collected some Pokemon cards in your day. I did. I collected. Still quite have a few. my binder, man. So, do you remember what your prize go-to card was? Well, go-to card for showing people or for like playing with? I never played the game. It Good. Was You're a better man for it. <laughs> yeah, it say, don't look into it. It sucks. <laughs> Chris so Carter might take that up with you, man. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Listen here, I've got a deck actually. <laughs> No, but do you mean the our, whatever card I was most excited to show people yeah, out like of my collection? This is, this is the thing mm-hmm. that you were like, if you could keep one card, you'd keep this one. Yeah. I had a like a dark holographic Japanese Charizard. Jeez. And I remember pulling that, like get, just getting a, one pack one night, opening it. It was the first card I saw. Mm-hmm. And that was like a very vivid, like that still sticks in my mind, you know? Yeah. That one's probably my favorite. I have, like, another card that I cherish because I just got such a good deal on it. I was at, like, the playground. I was like, I'll give you, like, eight Oddishes and all my other cards, basically, for your Blastoise. He's like, okay. I was like, if, all right. Yeah, dude, if anybody falls for no the quantity backs. aspect, they are an idiot. I've got, like, 19 energy cards here, man. If you just want to throw me that Zapdos. Yeah, okay. Like, all right, doofus. Max, what was your favorite one to show? Uh, it's kind of hard to say, like... um, what I ended up doing is I kind of had, like, the binder, right? And on the front page of my binder, I had, like, the Supremes from every single element for the most hmm. part, which included, of course, like, Blastoise, Charizard. Were they considered um, canonically Supremes? Is that their title? Well, I just, like, the ones that were, like, essentially the most iconic and the rare cards from I don't think that that's uh, canon, but I think that that's, <laughs> it, it makes sense to me. It just means, like, yeah, like, the Venusaur, the Blastoise, like the Charizard, Gengar. the Zapdos. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah like Gengar, exactly, of the Psyche, right? Exactly. Mewtwo. So I had, like, a full page of just, like, all, you know, the little star in the corner, rare cards mm. that I always like to open up with when I was showing my collection. Like, oh, sorry, I put this at the front again. This is all <laughs> the best cards in the world. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to show off so quickly. It's just I was <laughs> yeah, right. rearranging my The rest my of the binder is empty. I you didn't think you'd right turn the, the page, you fucking idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to show off so quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but none of, those, none of those pop out, none of those individual ones? You just I mean, I had my like favorite cards. Gengar, and like I loved the ghost Pokemon a lot. Those were always... Those are purple, dude. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking purple. Team Purple cool. is fucking sick. <laughs> um, yeah, and I also... I mean... It wasn't like a rare card, but I did. I remember like looking for a long time opening packs for a uh, Marowak, the guy with the like. He's he awesome. Had, yeah, he had a helmet. He was so sick. He had the helmet Marowak's and the boomerang awesome. bone. Marowak's dope. And I could never get that card. I remember when I got him, it wasn't rare. He had the little diamond. It wasn't common, but he right. was uncommon. Yeah. But when I got him, I was just like, this is the coolest. He was a supreme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in the supreme top uncommon, nine. Though. Supreme but, normal type. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, real quick, it says the Pikachu Illustrator card was snapped up by an unidentified collector from Hong Kong at the sale in Beverly Hills on Saturday. So that's where it's moving. 
Hmm. Guy from yeah, Hong Kong there. bought it. Yeah. Fifty-five thousand dollar card, man. What's your favorite card? Well, your most prized card. Uh, so this wasn't like I don't. I'm pretty sure this wasn't the best card that I had, but it was the biggest hullabaloo about it because my brothers brought it for me for Christmas one year, and they did the whole like get a huge gigantic box. It was a gigantic <laughs> box. Yeah. I already know where the story's going. And then, like, I started unwrapping it just like, what the fuck is in here? <laughs> and I got into it, and it was just, like, a slew of Pokemon packs. And then they got me one, like, uh, holographic Flareon. That was Flareon? Nice. It, it was, like, the fire evolution of Eevee. Oh, that's super sick. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And it wasn't like my best car. It wasn't like my favorite car, but that's the one that I remember the most because that was like, yeah. that was Christmas and, you know, it was great. They're like trying to troll you with the big box, but you actually get something awesome yeah. inside. They're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, dude. He's happy. All right. Um, remember how we were talking about Deadpool losing its director for the sequel? I yes. do. Well, they picked a new one. This one comes from Cinema Blend, and they hired, where is this guy's name? David Leitch. And he was the director of John Wick. Well, I like where this is going. How do you feel about that? I'm for it. I don't know. I mean, um... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I guess the thing about John Wick was I liked it for the most part. But... I feel like it's starting to fall into a line of movies that have come out recently where it's like, but they just don't really, they just don't really bother with like background or storytelling. It's entirely just like, this thing's going to happen and you're going to watch. Uh, and I'm wondering, like, I didn't get to see the first Deadpool. Uh, and I'm wondering how story driven that is versus like just how action and funny and but stuff see, it's supposed to be. I would disagree with you, man. Like, I, they definitely don't tell you anything about John Wick's background and all they really tell you is that, like, you don't want to know, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I felt like for what the movie was, like, the snapshot in this little tale, like, that wasn't necessary for what happened in the movie. You know what I mean? Right. Right. No, but I'm wondering how that relates if a guy goes and tries to do a similar thing with Deadpool... Or if like if uh, like if he's a director that kind of focuses on that sort of delivery, um, it almost works out considering his origin story is taken care of. He doesn't have to worry about that, you know. I guess so. In the first one, yeah, yeah. But my my main question was like, is this going to become more of an action driven movie like John Wick was, or is it going to have more of those story scenes as well? Because like Deadpool had a good bit of just, like, character dialogue and conversation. Those were also some of the best parts of the movie, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's anything to really worry about because the last director was essentially let go because his vision was so, like, not in line with Ryan Reynolds' vision of it being, like, comedy-driven. And yeah. what it looks like is it sounds like they essentially found a director who they knew kind of like wouldn't be caught up in the idea of like making this story driven, perfect movie in that sense. And I don't think anybody's looking for that in the Deadpool movie, like at all in any regards. Like, I don't think I'm going in there for a story driven aspect at all. Uh -huh. I'm just, I'm just wondering who's going to like, if, if him aligning with Ryan Reynolds is like a huge part of him being, uh, cast a for the huge job. part of the deal because Ryan Reynolds like has supported the movie for like the last 
decade. You yeah. Know? It's basically the reason the movie happened. Yeah, exactly. He's a big producer on the project, too. So, so I'm guessing they had to screen whether or not the guy's vision was in line with yeah, Ryan's with a little Ryan bit. And I'm sure the rest what do you of the think? Group. What do you think that was like? Them just in an office, so like, so what's your favorite <laughs> part? What's your favorite thing about Deadpool? <laughs> well... Uh, <laughs> I like they use red and black, I mean, you, dude. But I bet, like you know, when with things that have enough lore and background, they probably do do that kind of stuff. Except it's probably an actual conversation about really specific references and stuff. Like yeah. I bet to work on Star Wars or something, you got to know that universe backwards and forwards. You know, yeah. I bet people would pay good money to watch, like the creative inspiration take place. Like whenever you see somebody like Ryan Reynolds, who's going to be like the main contributor to the show, meet with somebody who's going to be the creative director, like I bet people would, that would love be a, to see that. Yeah, that'd be a nice conversation. Like to Christopher view. Nolan on Batman or The Dark Knight, like watching mm-hmm. him just interview people and talk to him, and be like, "So what are you thinking about this?" You know? Like, yeah, that would be cool. I'm excited for it, man. I think it's going to be cool. Plus, when I think of like John Wick, I think of like sick martial arts mixed with gunplay. Like mm-hmm. perfectly flawless gunplay, and that's what Deadpool's like fighting. The, style. Well, that's the other, the other thing. The other thing John Wick had was a sense of precision. Yeah, that's and what I'm thinking, yeah. you give Deadpool with his katanas that same like precise mm-hmm. framing and motion and all that. That could be really slick. Yeah, I'm excited point. for it, dude. I cannot wait for the new Deadpool movie, dude. When is it supposed to come out? Do we know? You're getting hyped up right now, man. You're getting. Yeah, you're man, I'm, I'm into this. I, you know, I'm not normally too hype over superhero movies, but I will fucking make plans for this one. Okay, maybe we need to go see it. I'm down to go see it. Yeah. Okay, this last piece of news isn't anything like super, doesn't have a lot of gravity, but I thought it was an interesting thing coming out of Microsoft and Xbox. I don't know if you guys heard, but they've sold more consoles than PlayStation 4 in the last four months, and it's just like a little bitty shriek that they've had. Hmm. Basically, ever since the Xbox One S came out, they've been in the lead of like monthly sales of of consoles. They're saying like the last four months, if you just took just those sales, they outsold them kind of thing, right? No, like each month they were the most selling, yes. in most the last selling console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So what this new story is, they also have that backwards compatibility program. Like they, they're, you can play backwards compatible games on Xbox 360, and it's just like a huge marketing point for them. And what this new story is, is now Xbox 360 games that are backwards compatible are going to get Xbox One boxes. And they have a picture here of like Fallout 3 Game of the Year Edition, and it's like in a 360 box. And then they have like the green, just new redesigned box of the Xbox One. And it says Xbox One and Xbox 360 at the top. And I think that's really slick because now all these games look like Xbox One games. So when people are at a counter, they're like, oh, I can play yeah. this here, you know, like, and they'll buy it again, you know? Yeah, that is cool. Hmm. Um, I, I guess that's surprising. I always thought of backwards compatibility as a nod to people that had already bought the game and that were, you know what I mean? And like they already had it. So it just, it seems strange to me that there's like a a big effort to um, essentially try and resell the same game on a new console. Well, one, they want the, they want the money Two, what they're also, I think going for, or I think who benefits the most out of this. and, And as far as like what consumer you are is someone who never had an Xbox 360 Hmm. And or you know what I mean, or maybe even have a console, and they're like, I can buy the Xbox One, and it has, and it comes with all of these old games that are like ten bucks. I can fucking game for cheap on this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess if they're really cheap, if they're a lot cheaper, 
because they're in a, a recent generation or a recent cycle, then that makes sense too, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's the news. That was a fun news segment. It was a little brief. A little, a little quick. Yeah. Like it. Quick. In and fast, out. Fast, in your face. Hey, what's up? <laughs> kind of like uh, this 1836 beer. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for after halftime, guys. Okay. We're going to halftime. Yeah, sorry, yeah. If you want to follow the show once the mics have turned off, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Witty Banter Show. Also, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash witty banter podcast and help the show get discovered by leaving a review on iTunes. And finally, steer the conversation by sending a question to wittybantershow at gmail.com or suggest a beer for us to review by going to our website, wittybantershow.com. That's enough plugs. Let's get back to the show. How are things tasting down in the bayou? Um, <laughs> they're really good. They're really clean, despite you saying it's a bayou. Um, yeah. It's really, like we said earlier, dude, it's super simple, which is nice. Uh, it's got a nice drinkability to it, but it's What nothing. kind of beer is it again? It's an ale, a this copper a, ale. A copper ale. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of malt to it, but nothing that really, like puts you off in any way so there's like that little bit of sweetness at the beginning from that but then it kind of tapers off and then goes into like a hint of hops at the end that's going to keep you from really just like treating this beer like a like a chugging beer it's still something i kind of like drink. that i yeah. like framing hops like that like they're more of a set of breaks so you're not just yeah. drinking Whoa. this thing yeah hold on hey. there buddy yeah uh, d- does it leave your mouth kind of sticky at all or is it a lot cleaner than that i think it's no. cleaner it's cleaner man it's it's super clean tasting i mean it's it's yeah. crisp and clean and thin, and um, I don't really know if copper ale is like a genre of ales or if that's more of a descriptor, um, but it's good, man. It's, it's again, I'm going to go back to what I said. It's, it's refreshingly simple. It's, uh, it's malty, not too malty. It has a little bit of hop kick at the end. Um, yeah, I think I just like the crispness of it, and... It does, it does. It straddles the fence between I could sit and just kind of sip it and enjoy it, but I could also like throw it back feeling good. Yeah. So it's, you got to respect the chuggability meter on that. You got to dare I say that it's straightforward, but <laughs> it really is. I think that actually applies to this Don't beer. Don't you patronize right me, man. <laughs> I'm not patronizing anybody. <laughs> it's tough to use the term now. Can't be afraid of the word, man. Yeah. <laughs> that gives it power. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. All right, let's go to our segment. This is a get to know your banners. Oh, hey, my name is. <laughs> hey. Oh, no, you, oh, no, you no, go no, first. My bad. What, what's your favorite? Um, I'm Wait, sorry, you what think... was that? Get to, to know your banners. Cool. Tomorrow or yesterday, if you're downloading this when it's immediately available, I know you are. You love witty banter. Was Thanksgiving or is Thanksgiving? And we should talk about what we're freaking stoked for. What, yeah. what are you guys eating? Yeah. Um, so with my family, uh, the big thing for Thanksgiving is we have this like incredible mac and cheese dish every year. Okay. Uh, and I remember this specifically because like the way that it really came out or not like came out, but the, when it became like a big thing Mm -hmm. was there was a year where I started a bet at the beginning of the year and then essentially went all year being vegetarian. And my mom was like super, like you know, concerned about me for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so she was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna really you dope did that out on a this." Bet? What? 
You did that on a bet? Yeah, it started as a bet. And then I went for like two months and I was like, I could do this for a long time. And then I went for like a whole year. Wow. But uh, I went to Thanksgiving, you know, walked in the door feeling very sad, melancholy because I couldn't feast on all of the the meaty goodness that might be at that Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. She had gone all out with this like triple cheese mac and cheese thing <laughs> with a bunch of stuff and it had like this crust on the top and like there was something spicy in there it was like jalapeno crust in the bottom of it Damn. too it was super sick and i was very thankful at that point and from every year <laughs> forward was still very thankful for that mac and cheese to be in my life that and we do sweet sense. potato mashed potatoes they're delicious okay you seem you seem like a macaroni and cheese mashed potatoes kind of guy i am Scott. I, I really am i like it my would make sense that those two dishes for you like they have a spot in your in your heart. Well, thank you. Yes, I'm glad that you noticed that beforehand. So, yeah, You're the macaroni and cheese and, and mashed potatoes of this show, man. I feel like <laughs> when you take them separately, you know, you're like, you know, it's a side dish. It's cool, mm -hmm. and I appreciate it. But, you, but know. you give them the main stage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they might be, yeah. Sometimes they might feel, you know, overwhelmed. But sometimes, you know, you can base a whole restaurant around mac and cheese or mashed potatoes. They have a few of those in Houston. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. just mac, baby. So Just mac. Yeah, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Every Tuesday. Yeah. Max and cheese. Ah. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. He's liquid gold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this year, my parents were just like, take this bill, and I want you to go to the cheese places around Austin <laughs> and the meat places around Austin and just buy stuff and bring it back. And I was like, this is the greatest quest I've ever been given. Yeah. Wow. So this today, I went up north to the cheese place, bought like a a barrel full, <laughs> and then went to the butcher shop. It was like, just give me a little bit of like every salami you have. Dude, for you sure. Are, like, we're talking about what foods we represent. You are fucking salami for sure. <laughs> <laughs> salami chase. I mean, yeah, salami chase is very real. I thought about it was like prosciutto, and it's up there. You're like a secondary prosciutto, but salami, you are a fucking salami boy for sure. You feel like I'm a stick shape as well. I'm a stick of salami. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tough on the outside. But no, dude, and then I, I also got to run by witchcraft and pick up like a few bottles of beer of stuff, and I'm like, man, tomorrow is going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, this is actually going to be fucking dope. I think that's like what's... Really, I don't know about y'all, but I, I get excited because I feel like it's one of those, it's one of the few family holidays where I feel like I, I, it's okay that I just drink and have a good <laughs> I just time. get fucking right. hammered. That's kind of hammered. me at all holidays now, though. Like, now As that you I'm, get older, that becomes yeah. the yeah, pinnacle part of the <laughs> holiday like, oh, cool, season. I can get drunk on this day because I can just fall asleep on this couch. <laughs> it moves from gifts over into how drunk you can get with your family <laughs> over time. Which is why Thanksgiving becomes so much more important when you get older. Yeah. Like, as a kid, yeah. you're like, this is cool, good meal, but, like, every year when, like, the gift aspect of the other holidays starts going down, mm -hmm. and this holiday gets, like, the center spotlight of, like, Fuck, dude, food and alcohol. But see, I prefer that to gifts because what ends up happening is when you're all drunk, you start saying like sentimental shit. Oh, yeah. And by the time like you wake up tomorrow, you're like, you know what? I'm actually glad I finally told uh, John that I think his pinky toe's fine. You know, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> because I before you're giving shit, you're a fucking and I don't asshole. know why I felt insecure about it. <laughs> yeah, that's the real gift. <laughs> so you got cheeses and meats. Yeah. Typical Meat. Italian uh, agenda there. <laughs> yeah. What goes on? Wait, what we're, are you guys we're pushing the Italian agenda for sure. <laughs> it's an Italian a Thanksgiving. <laughs> like Salami stuffed turducken. <laughs> so. Turducken salami. Um, 
Hunter, what are you? What's going on tomorrow? So, um, this is my first Thanksgiving in my or my mom's gonna be in her new place. So I, I'm gonna guess that she's gonna go all out, <laughs> and she knows that Brooks and I, Brooks and I will be there. She knows that Brooks and I have one simple request when it comes to food that we would like for her to make. <laughs> you know, it's not that we dislike all of her other food, but there's one particular that we have to get. And it's a potato casserole. And it's mm. like Ooh. it's like <laughs> what are you about to say? It's like hash browns <laughs> with yeah. like creamy and cheesy bits and it she has put like, like she put cream on there? I I'm not exactly sure how to make it, honestly. But it's, Dude, it's you got to get the red. You got to extract that recipe. I know. Yeah. I got to extract it. You never know what it. could happen. But it does have like Ritz uh, cracker, like crust in the top. Oh. And it's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's honestly fucking like. Yeah. It's, it's the best thing in the world. I could probably eat it every day. You know? <laughs> um, so so we got that going. Um, <laughs> That's I, number one. <laughs> I actually like within the past three or four years, I really look forward to stuffing. Because I feel like there's lots of different ways that you can do stuffing, and I feel like it's just, it's just one of those things you don't ever have outside of Thanksgiving. Maybe, maybe at Christmas, but stuffing's some good shit. Yeah, it's stuffing. Stuffing, like you said, it's a canvas. You can just paint all kinds of flavors on that bad boy. Some there's people really do like oysters. Yeah, there's no rules to stuffing at all. <laughs> You could like if something like if you were at a menu like at a restaurant and just said stuffing, you would just be gambling on your life. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, as to what I'll take I get the some stuffing. Some more descriptors here. Yeah. Nope, or... it's the house stuffing, which means it's like all it could be scraps With of special anything. sauce. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's been in an oven at three ten for twelve hours. Yeah, any bacteria that was on it before has to have died. Yeah, it's probably tan right now. <laughs> the mold's still there, but. Oh, Overlook that. I'm getting hungry, dude. I am starving now. I know. This <laughs> is a horrible yeah. idea. So, so do y'all dig? I mean, y'all have like turkeys. Is that what y'all do? Yeah, of course. Not this year, man. No, no turkey. turkey this year. Just we salami. Turkey. Just salami. <laughs> <laughs> well, salami that's shaped like a turkey. I don't think you guys remember. I got a bunch of salami for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, no, I think we're going to my nana's house, and okay. whenever we we go there, it's like kind of she's cooking the whatever the bigger main dishes. And the last time she made a turkey, and it was like mildly dry, and she's like, "Never again! I've never, <laughs> never a turkey! I've never been ever again!" <laughs> but I'm lucking yeah, out because fine. we're doing just like a big old fillet, man. Yeah. It's getting steak on Thanksgiving. Oh no, shit! <laughs> Damn, yeah, really? That changes the game, right? That's, That's dope. That's changing the game of Thanksgiving. I mean, now that you say that, it really surprises me that beef gets the back end. Of Thanksgiving. Well, they get the spotlight on 350 other days. <laughs> yeah, so. I think they're totally okay. True. Every other day, beef is yeah, supreme. Is <laughs> king. It's yeah. supreme. <laughs> yes, yeah, the supreme beef. Um, <laughs> supreme beef. So, so like, okay, I, I mean, I think we're going to do turkey still. I don't really... It's it's weird because, like, I, I would say that I like turkey in general. But I don't particularly care for just, like, thick wads of cut-up white meat turkey. And, like, dark meat kind of in general, I'm just saying, I don't really ever, like, choose that first off. Yeah. That's a mistake. So, like, <laughs> I think, like, I like Fooling turkey yourself. on sandwiches more than anything. That's what I was going to say. Let's be real here. The only reason I eat turkey on Thanksgiving is so that I can eat the leftovers for the week following Thanksgiving. Okay. Because I think I'm kind of of the same mind. And I, I really would not, like, 
I, I, I just don't like <laughs> how people like we'll get a we'll get a fucking huge turkey, put it in the oven, take it out. You, it's cooked. <laughs> and you, <laughs> it was magic. Up. We don't know what happened. Yeah. There's a wizard who lives here. No, it's thing called oven. I don't know if y'all heard of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they just like slice up these huge like chunks of white meat, and it's just like I don't know. Like I think it's okay, but I'm. I almost like all the vegetarian shit outside. That's what I'm of, saying. The side dishes are usually. But you can have a well, pretty ball and vegetarian Thanksgiving, I believe. I've had one and it was dope. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm glad that we're all kind of on the same page about this holiday. <laughs> it is uh, fuck turkey. I am will I right say, though? If you've listened back, if you listened to me over the three years we've been doing this, if you know anything about Hunter? We did something at the beginning where we uh, we said like our favorite holiday and our or, or it was our least favorite holiday, and I said that Thanksgiving was my least favorite holiday like three years I ago. You said it was your favorite. Recently, within the past year or so. I flipped without knowing it that Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Mm -hmm. So complete contradictory of myself. Hey, man, people change. It still is, though. I I like the lack of materialism based around it. Outside of the food, I mean, the food and stuff, I think, is a part of the festivities. It's the perfect, like, uh, show in the relationship of, like, growing up through college. (laughs) You know what I mean? Of being, like, (laughs) of changing that. and being, like, Thanksgiving stupid as a kid. And then as you grow older, you're like, oh, my God, Thanksgiving is, like, a time (laughs) where my family gets together. I agree. We feast, actually communicate with each other. This is Mm -hmm. amazing. I'm a real person in their eyes now. This is great. And I like like also how it's about being a good host. Yeah. Yep. The hosting aspect's important as well. Hosts live it up. That's, yeah. And it's just like the only one that, yeah, I mean, there's there's the entire uh, sort of historical aspect where the, <laughs> the the pilgrims and the Indians did all that shit. I don't think anybody really celebrates it in that, like, with that in mind <laughs> yeah. anymore. Plus, within, like, the last 30 years, it's come out that that's, like, all completely that untrue. Yeah. And, like, we actually, like, and we actually fucked pillaged really yeah, and destroyed. <laughs> we just stole Indians, all their corn. Their like, thanks. Yeah, thank you. Let's give thanks to all our slaves. But it's like the one that doesn't have an agenda about like. <laughs> <it's bad. laughs> it's like the one that like we can celebrate without having some sort of big agenda about buying. I don't like the presents thing. I don't like uh, you know most other agenda. You got to be careful. Holidays. It's a lot of pressure. You got to be careful because there are like, I, th- I find older, shallower people are then more about showing off and like, look at this bottle of wine I bought, or look uh, at like this thing that I brought to the. You know what I mean? Like. They can people still can, find people ways can to abuse, ruin it. Abuse holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this salami that I bought. Yeah. Have you seen how nice my salami is? <laughs> I peeled this from the bark of a tree in Catalonia. <laughs> yeah, man. We got, a, we got a, quite a few letters, so let's hop on into Dunter's Mail Corner. It's Dunter's Mail These all came in like right at the margin too, like right at the end. Wow, nice. cool! Like, right Live. as I was kind of getting tuned in to get people the are show thankful started. for the show, I guess. Great, yeah, dude. <laughs> Start lighting up. Okay, the first one comes from a man named Dooney Ray. I know who this is. I don't know if you guys know who it is, but I you're not being clever, Dooney. Imagine you're a college professor. Your class is about to begin its final exam. What song do you play to raise your students' stress and anxiety levels? It can be from a band, artist, or video game. So anything. Hmm. So you're a professor. And I want to raise their stress? Yeah, you're trying to stress your students the fuck out on the final exam. Dark. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know where this is coming from, Rooney, man. Like, (laughs) I mean, there's. I feel like when you said from anything, there's got to be a song 
within what the video the games that I played. What would be the most torturous song? The most torturous song yeah, of all time? Hear. I guess not, because if they're only in there for like the, an extent of an exam, I would honestly probably do like air horn rap. You know what I mean? Just oh man, that would drive me crazy. <laughs> that would just like annoy well, that's just me. Noise. <laughs> yeah, I know. That would just distract me, and like I'd be fucking pissed as a student. Like, Are you serious? Fuck you. Are you kidding me? I'm trying to take a test. I'm trying to think of like one of the like the most stressful moments from video games that I can think of. You know, and what music was in the background that I didn't realize played such a huge part. See, I'm. I'm that's almost, a really good question, actually. I, yeah. I can't really. I got to think about that one too. Yeah. Because, like, I'm almost going the opposite direction, where instead of shooting for, like, what's the, what's the, what's the music that's going to be, like, super dark and stressful and, and, and really get in their minds, I'm kind of going reverse psychology. I think I might do, like, Fruit Salad by the Wiggles. And, like, if it's, like a, if it's like, a shitty, like a shitty test, you know that they're going to have trouble with this test. I'm going to play the most lighthearted, repeating, like, doing the same thing over and over again. Just to fuck with them. I think that would fuck with me more as that's, a student Yeah, that's, that's than anything. Because I remember one time I was in a coffee shop, uh, and I was just so stressed out over like whatever was going on at the time between like school and work and life and blah, blah, all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting in there and like something happening. I think my computer like died in front of me or something. And I remember just being like, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and then like right at that time, Rock and Robin, the like old school <laughs> song Robin. game, <laughs> came on on the internet. And I was just like, I could kill a room full of people with this song. I remember just being like, <laughs> maybe this room full of people. Yeah. Ooh. So I'd definitely down. do something like that. <laughs> oh man. Okay, next one. Dunter Horset. He says, I'm also surprised that my name was not marked as spam. That's because he's the golden boy. We know this. Yeah. And we celebrate him, yes. What are the three things that someone, no matter how suave or poised the person is, can never look cool while doing? I'll go ahead and submit some of my thoughts. You will never look cool while sneezing, eating ribs, or picking up your dog's business. I'd put driving on a, mini, a minivan on the list, but Mark Wahlberg drives one with flames on it, which puts me on the fence about the minivan community. Yeah. Toodles, tweedle twits, dunter, why can't I be the hybrid chef of a co- hybrid child of a koala and a giraffe horset? Well, I think this one's pretty obvious to anybody who's had chapped lips before. And you okay. got to put on lips? chapstick. No, putting on chapstick. Putting on chapstick and just like, you know that the more you gloss it on, the more you just like go outside of your lip range, the better off you'll be. But you're also sacrificing sacrificing a lot of social social points. Yeah, points <laughs> while doing so. And like Can when I, you're just yellowing your house, don't act like you don't just like put a palm full of Carmax in your fucking hand and just <laughs> smack it onto your face and just oh god. That's what I want to do when I'm out, but I can't. I have to act I have to like keep it on my lips and like like make sure it's not and then that's even worse because then you're smacking your lips like you're wearing lipstick it's it's awful mm-hmm. so that's can me. i submit uh like slipping on ice like kind of either almost falling or like kind of falling on your ass in yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you gotta turn that you into fall a on cool your game. ass like even if you fall and kind of catch yourself in like a quick way and you're like oh hey that was close you're still like fuck i'm embarrassed yeah right. <laughs> i think that there should be a study done on how people respond to falling incidences because I think it says so much about people. <laughs> like when you almost fall and you get up, there's or, or, or like as you're recovering, there's so many different like uh, ways that you can 
like actually respond to that. You could be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then you can also like look at it like whatever you fell on was like it was its fault. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, who dude, put that fucking that puddle was out to get me, dude. Get out of here. Yeah, you serious? I think like if you go to the dentist. You're pretty much like at the mercy of this motherfucker. Yep. You're just like ah. mouth breathing That's the whole really time. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> I give us to a party. And <laughs> but the thing is, they just keep talking to you. It's the worst. Yes. I really, Not yeah. Starting conversation with me right now. You have six metal objects in my mouth. <laughs> so where do you go to school? Like, what's that all about? Okay. Uh, so that's three things. That's chapstick and slipping. And the dentist. I think yeah. that's a pretty good solid one. We'll Thank you for the question, one, Dunter. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one comes from Garrett. He says, howdy, gents. I'll keep this one short and odd. Should humans put so much effort into reaching aliens in space? Before you answer, please consider a few possibilities, such as colonial aliens, technolo- technologically superior aliens, peaceful aliens, or any combination of these characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I like the idea of a combination alien. Okay, yeah. Peaceful colonials. A little combo. Just like super nice southern aliens, you know? (laughs) Southern hospitality. Oh, howdy, guys. He says, is this attempt at contact worth the roll of the dice? No. Should we? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, yeah. I I think no. I think we talked about this on the lost episode. We've talked about this a good bit. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, we answered this question a lot. This is a reoccurring subject. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't see any good coming out of, like, trying to communicate with an extraterrestrial being. Yeah, I don't know. I I think saying no for me would really hamper my idea that, like, life is worth exploring and progressing, you know? Yeah, I I actually almost want to say... I like that we're just throwing stuff out there because we have no idea, like, the consequences because that's how big out there is. I do kind of like that idea, you know, that we have no idea what is out there, but that little sonar ping that we think we're doing, maybe something's going to be like, huh, you know? But the day that they're, like, waddle over there, we might be like, huge mistake. (laughs) Duck down and look, walk away, just walk away, just walk away. (laughs) Did he see us? Did he see us? Did he see us? I don't really see how it would benefit us. You know, like coming in contact with uh, a, an alien race, like unless they, you know, somehow like heavily played really hev- awesome <laughs> guitar and taught us all how to shred. Yeah, like unless they yeah. gave us some great metal technology, planet. we would have never gotten the without fleet them, of metal shredding aliens. You've heard the best riffs of your life <laughs> on this alien planet. So he didn't include metal aliens. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, any combination, I guess, one of those metal makes colonial them aliens. aliens. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that there are definitely way worse consequences. Like, I don't know, nine out of ten times, if you're gonna find an alien with your, it's probably gonna not be what you would like. It is, um, like, but it still doesn't mean that we should stop exploring. You know, just think about how humans treat everything that's like considered under them in a food chain. Yes, and like you don't want to be any of those things, <laughs> even the thing that's like right underneath them. You know what I mean? Dude, like the second, I don't want to be the dog. We're creating a perfect storm because we've got, like, research where we're growing limbs back and stuff. You know what I mean? All an alien has to do is be like, oh, I find this one part of the human a delicacy. I keep them alive and keep regrowing it over and over again. And boom. Uh, We're slaves. That hurts. Yeah, that'd be terrible. (laughs) That was was dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, being tortured for the rest of our lives. (laughs) That might be dark, actually. 
All right, this last one comes from Ben Ebig. He says, I want to hear your best jokes. He says, I'm making it my goal to make one of my coworkers smile. She's always grumpy. <laughs> and honestly, I don't, I don't think she likes me because I'm white. So my efforts <laughs> may be for you. He's laying it all out on the table. I understand the sentiment, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the thought of this person just sitting there. He's like, look, man, like, I promise I'm pretty funny. You know, like, just, <laughs> just laugh. Uh, you just give on, me a dude. chance. Give me some jokes. Uh, you know. Know. I'm going to throw this one at you, all right? Just hold on a sec. <laughs> uh, like stumbling through your note cards. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You already told that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah of course I did. Yeah, do you guys have any good short jokes? Um, Wyatt's been just like on a train trying to learn jokes. Wow. He's out of the prank game, or is he still pranking? Oh, no, he's, he's pranking consistently. So he's doubling up his efforts. He's becoming a full-on class clown. Yeah, he's just really dedicating himself to the, the prank. He's following in the footsteps of one Eric Espino. Yeah, right, exactly. I need to introduce him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Will you please take my son as an apprentice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, there's definitely some classic clean jokes that I've heard that are all that are all pretty funny. Um, oh, fuck. Like, I'm, OK, I'm, I mean, this one that I've got was told by Matt Mesa. Oh, yeah. That was so this is a Matt Mesa joke. Matt Mesa. It, how old is Matt? Probably in his mid to late 30s. Yeah. And he's a skinny gay dude who's hilarious and vulgar. And he comes up to me when we're working one day. And he would always try jokes out on me. And this was really the only one that like really hit me pretty good. And let me make sure I tell it right. He says, what did one condom say to the other as they walked past the gay bar? Do you want to go get shit faced? And I was like, dude, that is awful. I was just laughing so hard when he told me, dude. That is hilarious. Um, so throw that one at him, Ben. I would say. Show him that you can be some Ben at the ranch. Like your, your best bet isn't so much like a joke but i was once told this riddle that like i couldn't help but just like break down (laughs) because when i found out what it was uh, i felt so stupid so i just want to hit you guys with it real quick and see if you guys can figure it out okay then i'll tell you right after but it's pretty good all right okay all right okay so there's a farm okay Okay. (laughs) he's trying not to laugh what's up right now right (laughs) Just tell the riddle, there, dude. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a farm. <laughs> there are. There's a farm, okay? And there's 40 cows uh-huh. and 28 chickens. How many didn't? How many didn't? How many didn't? Didn't what? <laughs> I know I'm walking right into this. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's 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 the riddle. 12? There's a farm. I don't know. There's 40 cows and 28 chickens. How many didn't? I will guess and say zero because all of them did. I don't know, man. I'm lost. <laughs> what is it? Uh, the answer is 20 because there's 40 cows, but 20 of the cows ate chickens. What? <laughs> What? You get it? No. Why? How did <laughs> I, I get know. that? What? That's hilarious. I don't that one went right over my head, dude. I bet there's people in their car laughing their ass off right now. And I'm just totally clueless. Why did 40? I don't get it. There's 40 cows and 20 ate chickens. Oh. oh. Uh, yep. There you go. All right. I'm not clever. <laughs> I thought it was good. Riddles are a very white person thing, too, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, just it's white person humor. <laughs> for sure. It's a white person's version of a good time. <laughs> That's definitely going to go over her head, Ben. Don't use that. What? One. No, do try it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. I want to hear which one of these works. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is like I don't feel like my humor is ever punchline at all. It's entirely situational. I don't. I don't have. That's not true, dude. You have got one of the best punchlines ever when you said music ultra store. <laughs> but that's situational. It's hard. What yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't I don't have any like like go to in the bag jokes. Like no, literally me either. That one that I told is the only one I really have. Really? So I'm sorry, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> we failed you. What? Yeah, the white race has failed. <laughs> <laughs> white, race, white support has gone down. You have no hope of not being white and making this person laugh. No. All right, that is all of the questions. Thank you, everyone, for your participation. You made this episode really awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear your final numbers on these beers, and then we'll we'll scoot, and we'll scoot and go to Thanksgiving. Man, it's gonna be great. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. It's been a while since I've gone first. Um, I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. I mean, it's it's clean and crisp, and thin and smooth. It has a fairly short taste profile. It doesn't stick around. Um, it's a pretty looking beer. And, uh, you know, it's brewed right here in the heart of Texas. Um, <laughs> Ever since 1836. <laughs> right right in the armpit of Texas. Yep. Um, I, I, I guess, you know, there's, there's a multi-characteristic to it, but it's not, there's not a whole lot to take away with it. I, I think, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to give the word power. It's a straightforward beer, <laughs> you know? And, uh, again, you, you know what? You're looking good, dude. That yeah, was, man. I'm happy for you. You look good, man. I, it was very deliberate that time. So yeah, perfect. That was just like my, in the, that was my in the bag go to word before, but it really is. And it's, it's simple and, and it has, it does straddle that, uh, line between, uh, being a beer that's sort of you can just sit on and enjoy and, and drink versus one that you kind of throw back and, and that kind of thing. So I'm going to give it an eight. An good, eight? Good old eight. Yeah. Well, here, you look. Said, you, you said the same thing all three times, though, that it was just simple and easy to drink, and that's worth an eight? I think for what it was going for. What was it going for? I think like just because it doesn't have like outrageous flavors that are jumping out at me and like it's a very well made beer, you know. I, so it's so the drinking experience is an eight, is kind of what you're saying. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that's what I'm more going for. It's it's, I want to I want to put it in perspective of kind of I think what they were trying to deliver on, and and it and it is straightforward and simple, and I I like that. I don't think that they were going for anything other than that. So I kind of want to grade on that basis. I guess I can dig that. And also, when you guys put it up in those steins, it really did look like the most drinkable, quaffable <laughs> yeah. medieval beer I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh yeah. Uh, I think another thing to bring up about this beer is that I think it would go very well with food. Right. This is a good. Food, beer, <laughs> everything from your your vegetarian salads to your salamis. Yeah, to your delicate <laughs> salamis <laughs> and your more robust fried chickens. <laughs> yeah, um, it's good. I man. think that's not something to lose sight of. I think a lot of people don't think to eat actual dishes and meals with beer, yeah. but when you find table beer, like it's cool. Yeah, it know? is. No, mm-hmm. it is, and it's nothing that like I'm usually. You know, I want my beer to be really drinkable if I'm going to be drinking it with something. Right. Because my drink has to be, like, more of a cleanser in some aspects, right? Yeah. 
But this beer, like you said before, man, it it doesn't overthink itself too much, which is great. Uh, you know, like most people are going to be able to get behind this beer very easily. Um, but all of the character comes from the malt and then also it kind of hits you with a little bit of extra with the hops at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this beer too, man. I, I would, if I was trying to get beer just to have around my house, mm-hmm. I would keep this one around. Um, I'll say the same thing. I'll say an eight. It's a good nice. solid beer because you also, you can't really go higher than an eight without taking a few risks. Right. And I don't think that this beer took any risks. That's, yeah. I think that was the barrier. For yeah. Me so well. I feel like eight's kind of the barrier. So it's like probably the best beer of this, of this realm, you know, of this ilk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So cool. Congrats. Alrighty. Well, we're out of here, man. That's episode number 85. Witty Banter is on iTunes. Subscribe to us there. I'm working on getting us to Google play. That's the next uh, one I'm going to try to get us on. Cool. And I think once once that happens, if it's possible, I still got to look into it. We're going to explode. A lot of we people like Google Play. Dude, a lot so of people are mails. avid Google players. <laughs> um, we're on Twitter. I'm at Bodacious Chase. Max is at probably Max. And then Hunter, do you want to plug your Instagram account or anything? Uh, I got Snapchat and Instagram. I got I'm on Diesel Dorset on uh, Snapchat, and I think I don't really even know what my Instagram name is. <laughs> yeah, so. just Google my name. Just check it browse out. Browse through them if you see a guy. Uh, <laughs> went to UT. I think I'm the only uh, Hunter Dorset on Instagram. So I don't check know. it out. You'd be surprised. I found like 12 Max Scotts on. Well, come on. Everything. I mean, that's a boring fucking <laughs> typical name. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be coming back, and it's almost December. So everyone, take care. Have Enjoy a happy the cold weather. Beep, 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 beep,